What's up, gang? How you guys doing? It is Lieutenant Sal Blue, 28-year law enforcement veteran and the author of the Top 25 Mistakes in Route to the Good Life, coming at you today with my daily podcast, the day after my birthday. People always ask me these birthday questions. How do you feel? Do you feel older? Do you feel this? Do you feel that? Listen, I feel the same way every day, guys. Happy and grateful. Happy and grateful each and every day, man. And and because I live in, in constant um, gratitude, I don't take a lot of things for granted. Even though there are days, man, where I go through it, man. I go through the emotional roller coaster just like anybody else, guys. I go through it. But I make sure that it's a quick ride, right? You know, when you uh, spend hours and hours and hours in line, waiting in line to get on a roller coaster in the summertime, you know, at one of those amusement parks. And all of a sudden, you finally get to that roller coaster and all everything is built up. And then all of a sudden, the ride is over in like a minute, right? Two minutes. It seemed like the ride is over so fast. And you waited hours just to experience it. And that's the same thing with emotions, right? You, you let them build up, build up, build up, build up to the moment of something you did, something you failed at, something that didn't work out. And you got all these emotions that built up. And then that moment comes. And then because that moment is so brief and so short, you try to hold on to all of those feelings and emotions uh, because you feel it's the right thing to do, right? You feel like, like it was a bad moment, so you should be holding on to these feelings. And when I'm telling you guys, you got to let go of them quick. You got to let go of feelings and emotions quick and keep moving. Life is moving at a pace that will blow your mind, blow your mind. I mean, I heard some statistic about uh, the body replaces like 25 million cells a day or a minute or an hour. I don't know. But anyway, my point being is that change is constant and it's constantly happening. So you can't remain the same by sitting there and lamenting and in your failures and stuff like that. So anyway, um, to get to today's podcast, what I wanted to talk about today is it's about your wins, guys. And the question I have that I'm presenting to you guys today on my podcast is how are you marking off your wins in life? What are you doing to signify that, hey, I won this? You know, um, have you ever noticed when you get your wins, right? You, you're so happy. You're so satisfied for that brief moment. But then when you have your failures, you hang on to them for a very long time. And and I've noticed this in myself. I've had a win. Boom, a great win. And by the time noontime came that day, maybe I had a win in the morning. By the time noontime came that day, I had a failure. And I let that failure completely destroy the emotional upheaval feelings, whatever you want to call them, of my win. I just let the failure beat it up. Beat it up. You know, I don't deserve it. You know, I feel bad. Why did I get that win anyway? You know, if I'm going to turn around and fail. And and you can't keep doing that to yourself, guys. As I hydrate here with my water, I'm a little behind on that. But uh, you can't keep doing that to yourself. You got to make sure you're marking off your wins. Now, I want to put this so that you guys understand what I'm talking about when I say marking off your wins, 
right? Um, in today's podcast, what I'm talking about is what do you consider a win? See, a lot of us, we think that a win needs to be some something really huge that everybody around us recognizes and acknowledges it as a win for us. And when you're waiting around for outside people to acknowledge something that is a win for you, you tend to be disappointed in the results that you are going to get out of that. The feelings that you expected to get from other people acknowledging your win, it's not going to come. It's not going to come, man, because that's just not how people are built, right? Not too many people turn around and give you the satisfaction that you feel you deserve when it comes to accomplishments, when it comes to wins, you know? Um, One of the things, and I'll give you a life example, one of the things when I finished my first book, Top 25 Mistakes and Route to the Good Life, and I have hundreds of friends, associates, people I work with, everything. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be phenomenal. This is going to be a hit. This is going to be fantastic, right? And uh, and so then I announced my launching of my book and I heard nothing. I heard nothing. I, very few of my friends reached out to me. Um, even fewer of my friends even purchased the book or even acknowledged the fact that um, I succeeded in that area in my life. And so if I would have held on to the fact that I needed them to acknowledge my win, I would have spent my entire, you know, accomplishment um, sad because I would have never gained that happiness of me achieving something, of me reaching a goal, of me writing a book, of me becoming published and a speaker and an author and a business owner. I would have never done any of those things because I would have been waiting for someone to acknowledge me and say, good job, right? How many of you guys who are waiting for people to tell you it's a good job? You know, uh, that may have worked when you were a child, but guys, listen, let me tell you, Waiting some, waiting for somebody to tell you that you did a good job is a way of giving someone else to complete control over your life, right? Because they'll hold that and they'll give it to you a little bit when they need something from you. They'll pull it back when you're not doing what they want. And they will use that as a tool to control you in everything that you do. They will begin to weave that approval to different areas of your life. And you will be surprised how people can be extremely manipulative of you when it comes time for you to try to succeed in things that you really want out of your life. So um, lately, and the reason why I'm talking about this, guys, is lately I have been suffering from not meeting my own expectations, right? Uh, When it comes to the standard of success that I need to be achieving. You know, I have a high, high level of success that I need to be achieving. And and so I was a little upset with myself. And so I was suffering and and just talking bad about um, how I should have been doing it and what I should have done. And I'll give you an example. For all you high achievers, right? If, if there's any high achievers that are listening, um, 
and you match my enthusiasm, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm sure you understand, right? And and this is why I have to keep a guard at the doors of my emotions to make sure I don't get carried away with beating myself up too much when it comes to failures, right? I can be really, really harsh, really, really harsh. And after 28 years of law enforcement, um, I have learned some of the harshest ways to speak to myself um, that will really, really either crush me, break me down, you know, just a lot of things, guys. And, And I'm just telling you that how I was going about doing that is a mistake and it's something you should avoid at all cost, guys. You got to avoid that mistake, you know, beating yourself up and going at yourself. Because listen, I know for a fact, nobody can hurt you more than you can hurt yourself. If somebody hurts you in your life, it's because you're allowing them to hurt you. Okay. That's just what it is, right? We all have control over ourselves and our lives and things that happen and situations that are around us. Um, and that's just what it is. You know, uh, everybody doesn't believe that, but it is something that I truly believe in. And so uh, I feel that like a lot of bad things that happened in my life were all because of the choices that I made or accumulation of choices that I made that led up to those moments. So understand that, guys. But um, over the years, I have found it very counterproductive, right? Very counterproductive to beat myself up after failure. Okay, so I wanted to talk to you guys about that because a lot of you guys do the same thing. You beat yourself up after a failure. And and what it does, and this is what it does for me, right? Not only did it create an environment where um, I functioned with hesitation, right? And reduced productivity. Um, it also, and this may be for some of you guys as well, it also brought up a lot of old wounds, right? tons of scars and and a lot of labels that people placed on me or maybe placed on you right um in an attempt to um stop you from trying to be more than who you are right uh and so these are people from your past guys these are people from your past and it may be people from your present but if you are listening to this today you know, or you've been listening to my podcast. This is episode 153, I believe. Um, and you listen to my podcast, you will already know that um, your circle of influence is your destiny and you need to move those people out of your life immediately, as soon as possible, guys. So um, you got to understand those people from your past are in your past for a reason. It is because you are moving forward and they are not moving at all. Okay, when you're moving forward and someone else isn't moving at all, they will eventually end up in your rearview mirror and your rearview mirror is your past, guys. And you have to leave those old wounds, those scars and those labels that people have placed upon you right where they belong in your past, guys. That is not you. You are a new person today. No matter what has happened a moment ago. Right now, you can make that change, that leap, that next level and become the new you. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait. You don't have to beat yourself up, right? You can claim it today, right now. You can make that change. 
I am now and proclaim what you are. Write it out. I am now this, right? And destroy all those old labels that were placed upon you by other people. People who wanted to see you fail, guys. Okay? Now, instead of spending unnecessary time on my failures, guys, um, I move quickly in an attempt to get to the next victory. Right? So, a lot of people sit and lament on those failures, right? And try to think of what I did wrong or what I could do again next time. And me, I immediately start to work on a plan of how I can reach my next victory. What is my next victory going to be? And I try not to make it too extravagant or too big because um, sometimes after a failure, you're moving with that hesitation, right? You're moving with that hesitation and, and reduce productivity. So you're not you just lost your momentum, your pace. So sometimes you need a small victory to help you to bump up one more time and get that win and then get another small win and another small win and keep adding them together until you get that momentum going once again, right? So how you mark off your wins, your victories is very, very important, guys. Very, very important. And it's a key to you moving ahead in life. Now, that's another thing that I want to touch on today. Are you really looking at your victories in the right way? What do you consider a victory in your life? You know, uh, for me, I always tell people my bar to happiness for each day is opening my eyes and taking a breath. Two things. Two things I have to do to make sure that my day is going to start off fantastic, that my day is going to start off good, that I'm going to be happy right now. Open my eyes in the morning and take a breath, okay? Everything that comes after that is fantastic. If I come outside and the sun is shining, wow, incredible. If I come outside and it's a beautiful day, um, and, and it's a nice breeze and, and everybody's doing fantastic, then hey, th- those are all bonuses to your days, guys. You have to have that, that bar set so low that you know you're going to hit it every single day. And that's the same thing with victories, right? Um, I write down three things that I need to do every day in my journal. So I get up in the morning and I do, sometimes I do extensive journaling in the morning because I have a lot of things that I've been thinking about all night. Sometimes my dreams are in great, great detail and I like to get them all out and analyze them later and see what I was thinking about when it comes to my dreams and how it relates to what I was thinking about. So I do that sometimes, but I do extensive journaling in the morning and when I do extensive journaling, I write down at the end three things that I need to do to one, move my life forward today, right? And two, have a victory. So what am I going to do to move my life forward today, right? And it may be some reading, maybe some writing, it may be working on businesses, maybe work on my books, it may be doing some marketing, advertising, can be any of those things, right? And, and then a victory, what can I do today to give me a victory? And I try to keep it small. I'll say, hey, I'm going to do a workout today. And if I do a workout today, I've succeeded. I've succeeded, right? I'll say, I'm going to write 10 pages today in my book. I 
And if I do that, I've succeeded. I say, I'm going to do my podcast. If I do my podcast, I succeeded. So I set my bar to something that I know that I can achieve each day, right? But at the same time, those little small victories, okay, add up to the bigger victory of what I reverse engineered my life to be, right? Healthy with a six pack at 60, right? Best-selling author, speaker, entrepreneur, business owner, okay? And so all those little steps lead up to that big picture. And that's how you have to set your life up. Set it up with the small victories so you can continue to progress and move ahead, right? And that's what you have to do. What are your victories? How are you naming them, right? If you got these big extravagant victories and every day you see a huge milestone that you don't have the skill set to climb yet, then you're going to feel like every day you're a failure. So don't set yourself up like that for a failure. And let me tell you something. Let me get this through to you guys, right? Um, If any of you remember back when you were a child, right? Or or maybe you have a little baby or something and, and they're just crawling, right? They're not even walking yet. Any of you guys remember that? Just think, close your eyes for a minute. And think of that little baby, right? If it was you, think of how many times, how many encouraging voices told you to walk, told you you can walk, told you to keep going, baby, told you good job, told you fantastic, told you don't quit, don't give up, let's try it again, let's try it again over and over again, every single day, and then you fall asleep and you try again the next day and the next day and the next day, right? You guys remember that? Do you guys remember that? Now, in your mind, if you have thought to that, think of how happy you were as a child with all of those words of encouragement, right? With all those words of encouragement, think of how happy you were as a child. As a result of all of that happiness, what do you think happened? That's right. You learn to walk. You learn to walk, man. Through all that happiness and all that encouragement, okay, your productivity continued. Okay, you no longer hesitated because the encouragement was there. Okay, now, if you guys remember the tremendous amount of encouragement that was given to you to succeed, okay, um, at that point in time, that success was due to the encouragement and the encouragement inspired you to learn to walk, okay? Now, guys, if you have grasped that entire concept of learning how to walk and the encouragement, um, increasing your, helping you to increase your own productivity and stopping you from hesitating to learn how to do a skill that you did not know prior, then you'll understand this, right? As an adult, when you want to succeed, right, the ties of encouragement have swayed in the other direction, guys. Nobody's encouraging you as an adult to succeed, right? Um, And the reason why they're not encouraging you to succeed is because when you were a baby, when you were a child and you were learning how to walk, right, no matter who you were, no matter who you were as a child, right? You were a threat to nobody. 
You learning how to walk was not a threat to nobody because the entire society knew how to walk. So helping you to walk was just another person in the society learning how to walk. So you weren't a threat, right? So think about that. So if you're not a threat to anybody, of course, tons of people are going to give you encouragement. As a matter of fact, a lot of people give you encouragement because it makes them feel good that they were the one to help you to achieve the level of being proficient at walking, right? So it makes them feel good. So it's not all the fact that they really want you to walk. I mean, unless it's your parents, right? You know, relatives, brothers, sisters, right? They want to play with you. But other people all around, their selfish feelings is, is that they were the ones that helps you to achieve the level of walking and it makes them feel good. So so that encouragement actually works in both of your favors, if you guys are understanding. But as you're an adult, as I said, the tides sway in the other direction because <coughs> as an adult, these same people that were encouraging a baby to walk, they see you as a threat. Right now, what do you mean to see you as a threat? These people don't know me, right? They don't know what I'm capable of. They don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to do something for me, right? But in a world of almost 8 billion people, 7 plus billion people in this world, um, everybody begins to see other people's success as taking away from their resources, Right. A lot of people in this world are living with a scarcity mindset. Right. So you can't expect that everybody has uh, heard the fact that scarcity mindset is a limiting belief. Right. You can't expect everybody to know that everybody doesn't read. Everybody doesn't listen to podcasts. Everybody's not out there trying to learn. Right. Some people are just out there with their head down and they're just trying to make a living from from what they learn from their parents and their parents' parents. To keep your head down, keep your mouth shut, and work hard. That's what a lot of people are out there doing, guys. A lot of people aren't out there trying to improve themselves mentally, emotionally, right? And going up to the next level. So yes, when you try to achieve something of significance, people see you as a threat. They see you as taking away a possible resource, okay, that they could have. When you're trying to move up in the promotional ladder, people see that as you taking away a resource that they could have, right? They may not want to work for it. They may not want to study for it, right? But they feel that if you're not getting it, okay, then it's a possibility that they may get it by default, right? That's how people think, guys. That is how people think. They don't want to work for it, but they'd rather get it by default. But if you work for it, now it's a threat. So understand that you're not going to get encouragement from outside sources. It's not going to happen, right? If it does, it's a rarity, guys. And if it doesn't, it happens. Hey, it's just somebody, as I said before, trying to take credit for your success by making themselves feel good through encouraging you. So understand that, right? Now, when this happens, what you have to learn how to do, guys, right, is... You have to learn how to be the one, 
be your biggest cheerleader. You have to learn how to be your biggest cheerleader, guys, is what I'm telling a lot of people. You have to learn how to cheer for yourself, right? You have to learn how to push forward uh, for your victories, right? You have to learn how to be satisfied with being your biggest cheerleader, right? And, And this happens through celebrating your wins and encouraging yourself through your failures, right? So in life, you're going to have way more failures than successes. If you're trying to achieve anything of significance in this world, you're going to have way more failures than successes. So if you're going to have way more failures than successes, guys, then guess what? You are going to have to be able to forge your way through all of those failures. And how do you do that? How do you forge your way through failures, guys? These things hurt, right? Or are they supposed to? That's what people say. When they say the word failure, right? They're, they're talking about a grown man with tears in his eyes. When, when somebody says ta- failure, you open up the dictionary and that's what you see. You see a grown man with tears in his, ha- his eyes or his head down like this with his elbows on the table. That's what people think failure is. And that is not what failure is, right? Failure is just a, a bad course of action. A course of action that you took that did not work that time. Right? It's almost like those puzzles, right? You, you're doing the puzzles and you go that way and you realize you can't get through the maze. So then you come on back and you go the other way. And a different way until you make it all the way to the end of the maze, right? You may go down the wrong road a hundred times before you make it all the way to the other end of the maze, right? But eventually you make it, which means eventually you succeed. But during those failures, right, you have to be the one who encourages yourself the most, right? You have to be that. You And, you, and the reason why you have to be that is because a lot of people love it when you fail. They get excited when you fail. They love to tell you about your failures. Remember when I used to have a circle of friends that used to love the word remember when. Remember when. That's all they used to talk about, right? And and what they would bring up is times that I failed. Things that I, I the time I missed a shot, the time I missed a touchdown catch, the time I missed a tackle. Right. The time I got out run on the track field, you know, the time that I don't know, it's all all of us failures. I have so many failures that they had unlimited, unlimited um, resources to pull from because I was always trying new stuff and always failing. So I had to move outside of that circle of influence of friends and I had to leave them in my rearview mirror, guys. And that is what you're going to have to do sometimes, right? Leave people in your rearview mirror and become your biggest cheerleader, right? So cheer for those victories. And when you fail, encourage yourself the same way you would encourage a child to continue to walk. Get up. Try it again. Don't quit. You were so close. Those are words that your emotions, that your mind likes to hear those words of encouragement. Because those words of encouragement promote productivity and and help you to continue to be fluid when it comes to trying to create the life that you want. So be your biggest cheerleader, right? Now, this is the formula 
for continued success for me and for many others, okay, who are high achievers despite, despite your obstacles. So despite your obstacles, if you can be your biggest cheerleader and you can continually encourage yourself through your failures, you're going to succeed, guys. You're going to make it. You're going to achieve the life that you want, guys. So I'm telling you right now, right? Start adding up your wins. Start adding up your wins so that they can convincingly, so so that you can convincingly tell yourself, right, that it is worth it to keep going, right? It is worth it to push forward. It is worth it, okay, when the world tells you, when the world tells you, guys, to give up, to quit, right? So count your wins, add them up. Use them to your advantage, man. You are going to need them. You're going to need them. So don't just take small wins and be like, ah, that was a small win. No. Celebrate it. Celebrate it. And celebration doesn't mean you have to be going out partying or nothing like that. Celebrate means, yes, I did it. I won. I created this victory. And now I'm going to sit back and chill out and have a, a movie night with my family. You know, things like that. Take it in and enjoy it, guys. So listen, I'm going to wrap it up for today. I got some uh, got some listening to do, guys. If you guys uh, haven't noticed, I've been uh, collecting old uh, old cassette tapes, man. Old cassette tapes. Look at Jim Rohn. Remember that Jim Rohn? So uh, anyway, um. I'm excited about that, and I'm going to be uh, listening to all of that. I'm converting it all to uh, to digital, digital copies, and um, and if you guys want to grab it, if you guys can grab it up for me, if you want, um, it's by Nightingale Conan. You can buy it for a hundred dollars on that, or you can ask me for it. I'll shoot you a copy. But anyway, guys. This is me. This is Sal Blue. I'm wrapping it up for today. Make sure you guys hop on over to LieutenantSalBlue.com and grab a copy of my book, Top 25 Mistakes and Routes to the Good Life. I'm giving it the first 10,000 copies away free and autographed, guys. So grab your copy today um, as well as... Um, Get the um, order form bump, which is my audio book. My audio book is fantastic. I read the entire audio book over seven days. It took me to do my audio book. And um, you can get through it in four hours if you listen to it at twice the speed, right? So um, I don't really talk that fast. So you'll still be able to understand it and get the concepts and take the notes, guys. So you'll enjoy that as well. Um, check me out on TikTok. Right, TikTok, Snapchat, um, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as my top 25 mistakes group on Facebook. So, this is Lieutenant Sal Blue, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow with my daily podcast. All right, deuces, enjoy your day. <laughs>